Welcome to Running Down the Clock, where we break down all of this week's big news, events, and controversies from the National Football League. Over the next 45 minutes, we will give you basic fan perspective and opinion on the most important stories and moments happening now. So, let's start the clock. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Running Down the Clock. I'm Tyler Walzak. I'm here with Puya Ricey. Puya, how are you? Great, great. Happy to be here back for uh, our second episode of, uh, what is this, preseason week one in the NFL, preseason week two. Um, This week, we're going to break down the NFC, AFC East divisions. So the Giants, the Eagles, the Commanders, the Cowboys, the NFC, the Dolphins, Bills, Patriots, and Jets. And that's where we're going to start because last week, we started off with the GOAT, the most athletic quarterback to ever play the game. And now we're going to start with a, a mole. I don't know. I don't like this guy. His name is Aaron Rodgers. I'm glad he's not with the Packers anymore. He has moved on to the New York Jets. What do you think, Puya? Good fit, bad fit, help, hurt? I think for, as a personal note, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to like being in New York. You know, yeah. being in small town, Wisconsin. There comes a point in your career, maybe you want a little change of scenery, and what better place than the bright lights of Broadway, right? Yeah, but he doesn't handle the, he doesn't handle the the news and media outlets very well, though. That's fine. I'm just saying on a personal note, from like your living situation. Now, as a football living in situation, Jersey, sorry, living in, living in Jersey is good. Everybody loves living in New Jersey. I What's hear so bad about New Jersey? You know? Class. I don't know. Tony, never... Soprano, Tony Soprano lived there. Did he? Well, I'm sure he's a fictional character, but I I know that he's a fictional ca- a character. Do you? I do. Do you? <laughs> um. Okay, let's talk about these New York Jets. And what's what's what football do you think? wise? I think it's a great situation for the Jets. Do you remember who they had before? Yeah, they the still guy got going to make his practices nightmares. They still Zach got Wilson last year, and there was the other guy. What was it? Mike something. Mike. His name. Um, Mike, I have it written down here. I have it written down here. I have it written down here. I can't find it though. Anyway. And it's going to come up later. I guarantee you that it's yeah. going to come up later. I mean, he picked up a few games for Mike White. He was kind of a fan and locker room favorite, but Mike he, White, Mike White, that's it. Mike White. Also, I was 50% right. Um, yeah, he's just, he, I don't think he's the guy, but Aaron Rodgers is obviously a great hall of fame level quarterback so how can you go wrong how can you get worse with him you can't i mean you shouldn't you shouldn't it is a good spot because their defense is stellar they've got a very good defense in new york one of the better up-and-coming defensive players um was sauce gardner that they drafted last year what a great year is probably right now one of the top five corners in the league in his second year and then they got quinn and williams on defense as well i know we don't talk about defense a lot but the Jets have a great one, and Aaron Rodgers has weapons. In he New brought York his as boy well. Alan Lazard, which yep. I've never thought is a great receiver, but they seem to do well together. You trust them, right? That, that's exactly just have that chemistry together. That's exactly. Uh, they got one other uh, receiver they picked up, did they not? They picked up another. They picked up Randall Cobb as well, who was another one of Aaron Rodgers' guys, older, right. but. He's just going to be like the fifth wide receiver. He'll come in on certain routes where Rodgers yeah, set plays he's... for him. But that's not – you're missing the – they also brought in McCole Hartman from uh, Kansas City. I don't know if you remember McCole Hartman. I do remember McCole Hartman. Yeah, so he's in – he's Yeah, very speedy guy. But he's – all these guys are trash compared to their best wide receiver, Garrett Wilson. Right. Wilson, yeah, I'm forgetting all about him. Yeah, he had a great season He's last the year. best guy. He's probably the best player on that offense. Yeah. Arguably. But they're also getting Absolutely. back a guy that got hurt last year who was a rookie. His name is Brees Hall. Um, he had a fantastic season until I think he tore his ACL. Supposed to be back in time for regular season. But ACLs are always tricky, especially if you're running back. There's rumors that Dalvin Cook, who is a free agent, might come to the New York Jets. You're kind of shaking your head. What do you think? I've heard this rumor for a couple of the other teams. He might go to the Dolphins as well. They're well, rising the in the division. That's the other one. We'll talk about that as well in this 
yeah. this episode in this division because you're right the Dolphins and Jets are in the same division um, and the other team in this division all the teams in this division kind of need him except I don't think uh, the Pats are really going after him but I think the other te- three teams could use Dalvin Cook they absolutely could now he said he wouldn't go to Buffalo and the reason he wouldn't go to Buffalo is because his little brother James Cook plays is currently the starting running back for the Buffalo Bills and he does you're not right. want to take his snaps right. doesn't want to take time away from him um notable no that's a good brother it is a good brother but why not just play with your brother you can just work together yeah i mean i feel like back tandem you should be able to have that worked out um but you're also you would take away a starting position from him you would take snaps away you take 30 snaps away from him each game yeah but now you just knock him out of the playoffs instead which is way better right that'd be funny actually not join the Bills so that you can crush your brother's dreams in the playoffs. Yeah. Should That's a pretty funny way to look at it. What's that? Should we move on to the Bills here? No, no, no. I got some more things to say about the Jets here. What do you got? The Jets? I thought you hated the Jets. I do hate the Jets. But this is last week you asked me if there's a team that could go from worst to first. I was going to ask that every every week. Well, I was lead off with it because I think this week this is that team. The Jets finished last in the division. Yes. Fourth in the AFC with a record of seven and ten under the second year head coach Robert Salah. Yeah. They had some good uh good runs though in that uh if they just had again, if they just had a quarterback, they probably would have made the it. playoffs. That's all they were really missing. Everybody now else they kind of great. Now they kind of got a quarterback, don't they? They do have a quarterback. And you think Zach Wilson will learn from this? I I have to see some change in his character. I, he right. doesn't seem like everything that he exhibited to the media from what I saw last year doesn't exhibit the kind of player who looks like he's trying to take accountability for his mistakes, move on, and grow as a player. You know, some of these guys, they just kind of stick with, well, this is what got me here. I'm going to continue doing it. You know, that stubbornness, that hard-headed attitude. Yeah. Some, you know, sometimes you need a full reset. Like, listen, I got to redo everything. Like, I got to stop. I'm like a kindergartner again. I got to take a backseat to everybody, and I got to learn. Yeah. Well, I don't especially know if he has at that the, attitude. the quarterback position, some of these guys, I'd say Baker Mayfield is also a big example of this. They come in and they say, I've always been the star player, the quarterback. They like the lifestyle and the appearances of that position more than they actually like the work that has to go into doing it. Yeah. Now, I would argue I Kyler seen, Murray also does that same thing. Yeah. I've seen um, Aaron Rodgers, and you never know if he's just being nice to the media have good things to say about his relationship with Zach Wilson. Yeah. So he might just give him the men because Aaron Rodgers is obviously in the power position here, right? He's not taking oh, yeah. the back seat. He's no, not fighting for the job. It's his, his job to walk away from, not yeah. even lose. He's your guy for the season. He'll go down with the ship, right? Yeah, and he signed up for next year as well already. Yeah, so he might just kind of force that mentorship on Zach Wilson, whether he likes it or not, you know? In It'd be good way, for both of them, him, right? He's It'd be good for both him. of them. He's gonna be daddy to little boy. It's well, just I mean, the dynamic of the relationship. You know, here, it's not gonna be the other way around. At no point in the season will it ever be the other way around. We both know that. Daddy and the boy. Yeah, that's daddy the reality the of the boy. situation. You got a Hall of Fame guy that they brought in because Zach Wilson couldn't cut it. Yeah, they had to bring in an adult. They had to bring in an adult. I know a uh, male stripping duo by the name of Daddy and the Boy. So do you. You know them. No, it's not us. No, it's not us. They have a catch from time to time. Um, Those are. It's always sunny references. If you don't, if you don't watch the show, (laughs) you won't get them. Um, Okay, let's move on. That's (laughs) a great. That's a great reference. That's uh, yet another. It's always sunny. Rock flag and eagle last week. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll get one each week, and they can they can start listening to us. Maybe I'll start catching on to them. Yeah, that'd be nice because uh, that's why I'm putting them out there. No one else is listening, so I need you to laugh to make me feel good. Um, Listen, let's move on. I'm not to even the... listening half the time. So before we go to the Buffalo Bills, let's talk about the New England Patriots because we are talking about quarterbacks. Mac Jones is coming into his third year, great first year. Um, brought the Patriots to the playoffs. Down a bad year last year. They even thought about replacing him. Um, do you think? I have something written down here, but do you think that 
What do you think of Matt Jones in the situation he's in this year? Personally, I've never been a fan. I I don't see him being a star player in this league. And I also think he is, I don't know if he has the competitive drive to drive to compete for his job week in and week out. And I think with Belichick right now, he will be competing for that job every single week. He's going to be on a very short leash. The moment he falters, Belichick's looking to somebody else. And I think just the other day they had a little press conference and he didn't name him as the starter. I don't think he's been named the starter, right? They're just Belichick's. And, you know, he's always tight-lipped. He's a very tight-lipped guy. Yeah, but I think that uh, I think that every week he's going to be having to compete for that starting job. It's not going to be like – he's not going to have any grace weeks, you know? Like, well, he blew that game. We're going to give him another game. I think right. Obviously, he will blow games and play the next one, but he's always going to be on a tight leash and they're always going to be looking to put somebody else in there. Well, I don't have else, faith in him personally. Who else are they going to put in? Bailey. Well, they Zapp- who, who they'll, they'll put somebody else in. They put the, what was that guy's last name? Guy's name last year that they Bailey Zappi. Zep, yeah, Zepki Zap. Here's the thing. I think Mac Jones is going to have a great year. I think after week two, if there's any doubt of his job, it'll be back. You want to know why I think that? Is because they got rid of a big fat asshole with a fucking pencil in his ear named Matt Patricia, who was a defensive coordinator for life that they decided to throw in as an offensive coordinator. So you're telling me that that wasn't going to go wrong, and we now don't know? He's not even on the team anymore. They got rid of Matt Patricia. They said, wow, that was, that was a really bad job you did as an offensive coordinator. And he probably sat there with a burger in his mouth saying, oh, yeah, no, I'm not an offensive coordinator. Did you guys think I was an offensive coordinator? I'm not an offensive coordinator. But he's, he's got, on a team, is he not? He's on the Philadelphia Eagles, which we'll get to later. We'll get to that later. Yeah. So they also brought in, they didn't the Pats bring in another receiver that um, we got some mixed feelings on. Yeah. Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah. So right now at wide receiver in New England, Juju Smith-Schuster, Devontae Parker, um, and then Kendrick Bourne was on the team last year. who wasn't too, too bad. Um, I don't like Juju Smith-Schuster. Do you like Juju Smith-Schuster? I hate him. I liked him before. And I think his, what was his rookie season? He would have been a Tyler player. He was a guy who stood up for his teammate. And I brought this up before. And yeah. that is a Tyler move. I yeah. think you believe in that in sports 100%. Like in pitching in, in the MLB. Sometimes you just got to hit that batter, right? You just got to beam him for your teammate. No? No, yeah. We talked about this the other day. Absolutely. But sometimes as a teammate, there's an obligation to make yourself the asshole so that the rest of the team believes in the common goal. Exactly. And that the Vontae's perfect hit from uh, by Juju Smith-Schuster, is that not a standing up for your player type moment that the Tyler Walzak of the world would support? Sure, but Juju's not that guy anymore. Now he's a very selfish person. He wasn't. When, I think he got a reality check in with the whole TikTok thing of to grow the fuck up, stop being a child. Are we going to see that? Well, we saw that in the uh, uh, for his tail end of his career, uh, sorry, his season last year with the um, the Chiefs, no? Yeah, a little bit when they get to the playoffs, but because he now has a Super Bowl, do you think there's any part of him that'll revert back to that? Like, um, I'm not, I want a Super Bowl. I can dance all I want now. I do not think he's going to be dancing on a Bill Belichick team. I think he's his bags will be packed before he knows it. If he I starts agree. dancing, I agree with that. If there's anyone that's going to be able to like to make sure that he doesn't act out and he's a team player and he's there as his number one job, which is, is, is a football player. Then he can keep TikTok yeah. in his back pocket off of any facility or team time because it's not his real job. His, yeah. his real job is a football player. But maybe we might get a, uh, a TikTok video of him and Belichick dancing at the Halloween party at the Patriots Halloween party. I'd be okay with that. Cause that's, you know, uh, Belichick team. loves Halloween. He, he loves, loves Halloween. Halloween. Loves Halloween. Loves it. Um, the other well, thing I want to talk me. about. You know what? Mac Jones might have a better year. You're right. Yeah, because they got rid of the worst part of their offense, which is the person running the plays. Yeah. What do we we talked about this for an hour last year? What did they think was going to happen? Do you think he's going to be a mastermind? Be he's like, oh, I up. think like a defensive guy. I'm going to run around this defense. I think it can be summed up in that one play at the final, like. Five seconds of Just that Raiders. Raiders game. Yeah. Yeah. That was the Patricia. Uh, yeah. They must have all looked at him like, what is this guy doing? 
It's the end of the season. Like that was, that was to get in the playoffs. Just like we drew it up, boys. Yeah, I oh, like it makes me so angry. Um, Ramondre Stevenson will be the running back. Now I want to talk about the tight ends. Uh, Stevenson's kind of a boring player. I, I don't know. He doesn't excite me. Um, but, wait, 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 but he's Patriots a classic Patriots never, running back. Patriots exactly. Never had a good running running. Back. Exactly. Not a flashy they one. I think Corey Dillon was probably the last flashy big name they brought in to run the ball for them. I would argue, um, because they had to bring him in. I would say that the tight ends on this team now they're always, always kind of known for having two good tight ends to run their system. Um, <laughs> the two now Hunter Henry, and then they brought in Mike Gusecki from the Dolphins, who's no slouch himself. Um, that's that's a good defend or that's a good pairing of tight ends. Absolutely. Um, so I I think the Patriots could bounce back. Did they finish fourth? No, no, they finished. They would have no, finished you, third. You, division. you stated that the yeah, Jets, the Jets were yeah, worst the first. Um, but the the Patriots could come back this year. Every like. This is a tough division. This is a very tough division. I the, I think these are the two toughest divisions maybe out there for the You're the not right. You, yeah. yeah. I mean, don't spoil it for the rest of our preview shows. We got to talk about that after after the preview shows so that people keep listening. I'll say that every week then. I okay. will say that Perfect. every week. Perfect. Um yeah. okay. Uh, this is our best show ever. Anything else about the Patriots? <laughs> I got nothing left to talk about with them. Uh, all right, let's move then to that. I think the two most exciting teams in the division. I think the two best teams in the division, which there's only four, so we're hitting the fifty percent mark. Um, let's go Buffalo Bills first because not much has changed with them. Sean McDermott still running ship. Josh Allen is being backed up by Kyle Allen this year, so they're always going to have an Allen, which is good. Um, receivers though, they Stephon lost Diggs, one receiver. Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis are still there. They lost yeah. Gabe um, Davis is kind of just like he's good for like what like one seventy seventy yard catch every four games game, or five yeah. games or something. Yeah, I would agree with that. Absolutely. Um and, yeah, like the if you look down the death chart, Trent Sherfield, Justin Shorter, they drafted in the fifth round, Deontay Hardy, Khalil Shakir. Like they lost Isaiah Washington, I think his name was Isaiah Gibson. Something Isaiah. Isaiah McKenzie. Yeah. Isaiah McKenzie, they lost this year, which he was an up and coming guy. Um, but I mean, but then like, they also don't have a great running game, do they? No, James Cook, who could come up, but they brought in Latavius Murray and uh, Damian Harris to back him up. Okay. So, I, I mean, Latavius Murray probably has some mileage on him at this point. Damian yeah. Harris is a good pickup as a backup. Um, but I mean, this the, the this whole offense. Where is he at? Was he in New as, England? Yeah. Yeah. This whole offense is going to run around how well Josh Allen is. Dawson Which Knox think... needs to come back. He had a bad year last year. Dawson Knox, he needs to have a bad comeback year. Yeah, I don't. I think it's going to be tougher for them this year. Of course, this division's packed. Division's better. I don't see them having gotten any better. I agree with that statement. I think that I think every other team in this division got better. I do not think that. I do not think that the Buffalo Bills got better. If anything, they had more drama. Let's talk about that for a little bit because Stefan Diggs at the end of last year said, I can't keep coming back to the same shit. And then yeah. he missed the first two days or something of training camp. Everybody lost their mind. Um, even Josh Allen came out and said, no, we're tight. We're good. Like he's a good friend of mine. Um, they had like an in-house meeting or something like that. And then he was back on field the next day. Like that's a big loss. Oh, if they lose Diggs, yeah. He's yeah. he he he's a clutch player. He's not just a great player, he's also great in the clutch. He yeah. is a big mo- he's a big moment player. Arguably um, one of the biggest catches and plays of all time when he was with the Vikings. The Minnesota Miracle. The yeah, Minnesota Miracle when they last second play caught yeah. the ball, shook a defender, ran it in like they had no business winning that game and Stefan Diggs stole it from New Orleans. Yeah. Uh that could also just be like that Kobe Mamba mentality drive, right? Of just what do we need? Frustration, not necessarily directed rage at anyone in particular, just this frustration of what do we have to do? Somebody tell me what is it we have to do? Cause I'll do it. Whatever it takes, I will do that to succeed for this team. What do we have to do? Tell me we got to work more. We got to work on this in particular. And I think that's frustration just pouring over that he wants to win. But I think that's a good attitude as long as it's not directed at somebody. And sometimes 
I'm not the, you know, the participation medal kind of guy. Sometimes you do have to direct the blame at somebody. You can do that behind closed doors in-house. You don't have to make a media spectacle out yeah, of it. I agree but with that part people of that need statement. to be accountable. And yeah. maybe that's what it was all about. Listen, I think this part of the coaching needs to change. I think this part of the play calling needs to change. I think our, you know, these certain players need to change or work on this, right? Remember Kobe's famous quote, why should I pass it to this guy when I know he doesn't work as hard as I do? When, yeah, when nope. he's going to get the ball, right? Like, why should he have the ball? I think that's essentially what his problem was. And I don't even know. I, I don't even know if I would say it was a problem. Let's say his frustrations. Yeah. His frustrations was he wants the ball more. Now, I think Alan looked at him like a ridiculous percentage of the time to give him the ball. But, you know, a play. And it, but don't you want this from those guys? Like, if I had a guy on my team that didn't want the ball in a clutch situation or an important moment of the game, I don't know if I'd want that guy on my team. No, a receiver who doesn't want the ball is useless. Yeah, exactly. A running back that doesn't want to throw a block or have the ball in his hands for that big play, also useless. Like I want guys that want the ball in their hands. I want guys that also want to believe in the system that's in there because that's essentially what's going to make it work. But at the same time, like I can understand the frustration of like, hey, I'm your best player. Like Maybe besides Josh Allen, I'm your best player. And I need the ball more. I, yeah. I get that. And he's and not, like the, he's the not like he quit okay, on the team. When you didn't give me the ball, what did you do with it? Let's yeah. review. What did you do with it? Like you gave it to Isaiah McKenzie, who's not here anymore this year. Yeah. They, I don't know if that was the plan. I'm just saying like, that's like, they went. To oh, I get else. you. I get yeah. you. But um, I like oh, it. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think I'm a huge Stefan Diggs fan. Um, I'm glad he's back with Buffalo because I would like to see, I do like this. Um, We'll get to it later, but the, the Josh Allen Diggs versus Bengals versus KC thing that we've been going through over the last few years. So it'd be nice to have more of that towards the end. Um, let's, should we have a little side note on DeMar Hamlin being back with the team? I think um, everybody's in the NFL world's probably relieved about that. I think everybody in the world is probably relieved. I think everybody in the world is relieved that he's okay and that he's back. Yeah. I think it also puts to rest the conspiracy theories they had about, you know, on the Super Bowl that it wasn't him. They had to get a lookalike or a, a stunt double to to play his guy. But it seems like he's doing well. He caught a pick six in uh, practice the other day, which doesn't mean anything because it's practice. But, whoa, you know, whoa, are we talking about practice? <laughs> he's healthy, at least. That's the good thing. Good now, go. here's the thing that here's the thing I will say. This is going to be controversial. A lot of people last year. We're up in arms about if the game should have started again or even having sensitivity about delaying the uh, option to replay the game or not. Now, I want to kind of hear what those people have to say because everyone was all up in arms about like, why are they even thinking about playing this game? Like this guy almost died. This almost guy almost died. I'm like, they're just, the NFL is just doing what the NFL has to do as a business and blah, 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 blah. Like, yes, someone almost lost their life, but He's coming back to risk his life again this year. Do you think the people that were up in arms last year about the violence of football um, still have a leg to stand on when it when the guy that almost the person that this affected the most loves the game so much that he's he, obviously he's coming back to play? No, I think people are always going to have a, an opinion, you know, the armchair GM or just, you know, the uh, the troll in the, the comment section. Everyone's going to have an opinion for things that doesn't affect them. You know, if any of these guys are able to play, they still have that drive, they're going to play. Yeah. Until the tank is empty. Sometimes your love for the game fades. Sometimes the physical uh, limitations stop you from playing or just maybe a family crisis situation. You're mentally not there or whatever. But yeah, of course he was going to play as soon as he was able to. Okay, no, I'm just saying, I'm yeah. not, not, not even him. But, I'm saying to the people that, like, the I, ones that were so for two weeks were like, I can't believe they even waited that long to do it. I can't believe they even, like, like what, who do they think they are to even continue, like, the game? Like, they should stop the whole week of games. I think this is maybe the only time I praise the NFL that the NFL put it into the players' hands and said, hey, do you guys want to play this game? If you want to finish the game, go ahead. If you don't want to, we'll find another way. And I think that's usually rare because the NFL is known yes. for just kind of bullying their players into whatever they need for best for the brand. That was the one time they kind of just left it to them. It's like, listen, whatever you guys as the players. And I think that's fair. 
because oh, it was both, I think, both again, teams, I think right? it wasn't that... just one team. It was both teams. I think that was a very fair call that they they left not into the fans' hands, not into the executives' hands, not into the owners' hands. They just put it in the players' hands of like the team, you know, with the the in the interior core of the team. What do you guys want to do? We'll do that. I think that was. I the agree. Right I think the NFL handled it perfectly. Yeah. I'm, what I'm saying is, all the people, the the people behind their keyboards at home that we're talking about how it's the NFL is ridiculous and blah, 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 because of like, look at this guy almost dying out there. Well, he's back. I mean, he loves the game so much that he came back. He knows the risk. They all, that's the thing is they all sign up for the risk. Yeah. I, I'm also worried that I think, and I don't know what the cause is or if what the statistics are behind it, but this might be something we might see more commonly moving forward. I don't know if it's athletes are pushing themselves more and more and more or just, you know, the, the world they live in is more pressure for them or something. But like, you know, you saw LeBron James son, LeBron James Jr. had a, a collapse. Cardiac arrest. And so, yeah, right. like, I don't, I don't remember how often this was happening before the DeMar Hamlin incident. You know, we saw, we talked a couple times in hockey. There was a couple guys that happened too, right? But is this something that's going to be picking up in terms of frequency? Or is it just a freak thing where the statistics show that, no, it, it happens every so often in high level sports and yeah. that's just highs and lows, highs and lows. Yeah. It is scary for a young age for uh Ronnie James to to be doing that now. I because I do want to see what happens with him coming in the NBA. I mean, this that's a that's not an NFL topic, but um I hope I hope he's fine because that, that's a huge storyline for the next five years, probably. Um okay, let's get back to football. We got one team left in this division. Probably the most exciting team because we don't know what the capability of them. We don't know what their ceiling is. They have a pretty strong floor. And that is the Mike McDaniels ran Miami Dolphins with brain dead Tua Tagovailoa, who I still very much like as a quarterback. Um, they have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Let's start with them and then we'll get back to Tua. Best duo wide receivers in the league. Yeah, I. Uh, if they're not, they're like they're tied for first. Yeah, I mean, if I'd they're, say if top, they're not the first, I don't see who's. I'd say top two. What? Yeah, we have what are the other ones? Everybody. T. Higgins and uh, Jamar that's, Chase, that's exactly who I was going to go with. Like the, it's the, the only three, other one I can think of of solid guys, right? Yeah, the three Bengals players, but I think Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. I think whatever team they're on, um, they would be like number one wide receivers. No, they're the yeah, that's that's a very fast team. Every player on that team fast is really team. fast. Very fast team. Um, running backs right now is a little weak spot for them. Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson Jr. from San Fran. Yeah. Now that is why they are talking about they are so I thought that Miami was the favorites for Dalvin Cook, and I feel like they should still be. I don't know why he would go to the Jets. Um, I think Miami would be the better place for him to go offensively wise. I think Mike McDaniels is an offensive genius, whereas the Jets have a, a defensive genius as their head coach. Um, but like that, I think right now the offense is better for a guy like Dalvin Cook to go to in Miami than it is New York. I think without Dalvin Cook, this okay, let's assume there's there's two things. Assuming that Tua stays healthy all season, because yep. we saw what he was doing when he was healthy, he he was competing Fire. for the best team in the NFL. Fire. He was that team was as good as as a team there was last year. Yeah. So assuming he stays healthy, which is with his track record, is a big ask. Because apparently, so this is what I was talking about. I sorry to cut you off, um, but we're talking about Tua now. I thought we were gonna get a little bit of the running backs first, but. Uh, so apparently during the off season Tua, I screamed last year, learn how to fall, learn how to get tackled. Yeah. And now he's out there with stunt guys learning how to take hits, learning how to fall, learning how to protect himself when, when he's getting hit so that these things are of what these things, like there's a certain way to get hit. Everybody should from hockey to football, any contact sport. When you're a kid, you're learn, you learn how to hit but you also learn how to get hit properly because you it, it goes a long way in learning how to fall properly to avoid injury so that you're not breaking your collarbone every two seconds. You're not going into the boards um, from hit from behind. Like You have to learn how to take hits. It's a huge part of a contact sport. I don't know if Tua learned that, but he is doing it now, which is awesome to see. And I think that's a huge thing for the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. 
So that, that's what I was going to say, because I was going to get back to the running backs of it. There's the two factors of it. If he stays healthy, that's the first rule. With him, as the team is, staying healthy, I think they can compete. If he stays healthy and they get Dalvin Cook, and that team stays all healthy altogether, I think that is the favorite for sure for that division. Because they were on pace for that last year. Yeah. Until the injury woes started kind of hitting Tua, and he never... You know, he never really recovered the same way. And I, I forget what was the guy's name, Skyler, Skyler or something. Skyler Thompson, the backup. Skyler Thompson. Yeah, that was the, the backup. It was, it was also Teddy Bridgewater. I think it was Teddy Bridgewater as well, right? Right. But as again, well. those, they just, they're not as dynamic. When you talk about the, we don't know the ceiling. Yeah. No, it's, it's, that was the problem was like two went down. They didn't really have one to step in. So they got a guy to step in now. And you know, their backup is. We talked about him already today. I'm drawing a blank. It's that beautiful son of a bitch, Mike White from the New York Jets. Ah, he sad. is the backup in there, but also like, here's the thing: it's like he, yeah, sure, he's got a great arm. He's got an arm that can throw the ball a long way. But the most important thing is that I think that team, if he's that well liked in the dressing room, I think that team won't lose a beat if Tua goes down, just because they have confidence in Mike White just from the way he carries himself around the practice facilities because you don't need all you have to do is throw a seven yard pass to hill or waddle and they let them make the plays i don't even think you need to do that you just need to lob it up there farther out of the reach of the d-backs and let um let them let run hill past run it, onto right? it yeah but arguably the two fastest wide receivers i'm gonna play devil's advocate a lot of why people like mike white and nothing against him was just how much in comparison, they disliked Zach Wilson. So yeah, it's easy to look like a nice guy when the guy besides you is being a real prick at the dinner table. You know, you just sit there and politely say, yes, please, and thank you. (laughs) Oh, he was a stand-up guy. Well, this guy's screaming at the waitress over nothing, you know? Yeah. That's a great point. That's actually a great point. Sometimes not saying anything is is way better than trying to find ways to talk all the time. All he did was show up. You know, this guy showed up as a, you know, third string, second string kind of guy. And he yeah. just showed up, was professional, did his job. Did that's his job. what I'm going to assume. I don't was know nice. for sure, but that's what I'm assuming. Yeah, I, I, mean, I the guys liked him because he's like, yeah, you know, this guy's not an arrogant prick. Like, yeah, he's trying to sleep with everyone's mom. It's like Rudy Rudebega from the Notre Dame in uh, the movie Rudy. <laughs> just shuts up and does the job. I don't think his name was Rudebega, but yeah, I know the Rudy Rudebega. Yeah. <laughs> um. Any, anything else to say about this NFC East? So at the end of these previews, we are going to do a whole bunch of predictions and go through schedules and stuff for the an episode before the season starts. But um, without having to choose somebody now, um, anything else you want to say? Any points you want to make about these teams? No, I think that this is going to be Miami's year to actually – because they also picked up another uh, name in the D-back uh, continent. They probably got the best D-back. Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, well. we, yeah, Jalen Ramsey. Now, he did hurt his – on um, me, I think. I think yeah, he's going to miss the first X amount of weeks, the first right? three or four weeks, yeah. yeah, which is fine. I mean, it's a 17-week season. Everybody gets hurt at some point yeah. misses some time. But that's a, yeah, that's a huge pickup for them. Huge pickup for them. That's a good defense. Bradley Chubb, Jalen Ramsey. Like, it's, there's there's guys on there that that are players. Um. Okay, well, I'm not going to give a prediction to that, but a, a very exciting division. The Jets were nothing without Aaron Rodgers, though. They 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 wouldn't they would just be at the bottom of this division. No, right they'll off string the two to three uh, wins together, you know, once a couple times a season, and then that's it. Yeah, that's got to be no probably top two offense or top two off season moves for any team is bringing Aaron Rodgers in. Um, had to be done. Okay, let's talk NFC East: Giants, Eagles, Commanders, Cowboys. Now let's just start with the best team. And I think we both agree that that's the Philadelphia Eagles. No, absolutely. They're. It was surprising how close Dallas actually got to touching them last year, but I still think that the Eagles are the team to. It's their division to lose. And I've been a big Jalen Hurts fan from the get go since I saw him in you know enter the league and just kind of the way he handled the criticism of him coming into a bad situation at such a young age, taking over the end of the season to get his first few starts in. And I think he's like I've said a million times. I think he's the guy who's going to do everything the right way to become a winner. And I put him as my prediction for the MVP for this year. Jalen Hurts. This year, just because he was in the conversation last year. Yep. He was as close, I think, as you could have been without actually getting it. 
And I yep. think this is a bit of a revenge season. He lost out on that. He lost out on the Super Bowl from arguably one play. Yeah. Because they went back and forth in scoring. And he had one, what was it, one fumble? One fumble that cost Which him a touchdown. It was a, off, it was a off, fumble. Off, it all off and then Mahomes yeah, They ran it back for a touchdown, that fumble, did they not? I don't know if they ran that one back for a touchdown, but they lost possession. And then the scoring shifted from the Eagles yeah. being the, the, the team scoring first to the Eagles playing catch-up. Yeah. So. I mean, so here's the thing about the Eagles before we talk, start talking about the players, because there's there is some stuff to talk about with this team um, personnel-wise. But the Super Bowl curse, which is, if anyone doesn't know what the Super Bowl curse is, I don't know how you found this podcast, but the team that gets to the Super Bowl and loses very rarely gets back into the playoffs. Yeah, they usually have downers like even the the Rams last year that or the year before that won it were unable to get back to the playoffs last year. So like the Super Bowl curse is a real thing. Do you think that these Philadelphia Eagles, led by Jalen Hurts and Coach Nick Sirianni, they can avoid that or they can get past that? Well, let's add another layer to it. Do they get a t- tougher schedule for? Yes, they do. Yeah. So there's the better a lot you do of in the NFL against them, right? The better you do in the NFL each year, the, the harder yeah. your schedule is the next year. So there's going to be more layers on against them, but I still think it's the the divisional win will still get the I still think they can get a bye this year, same way they got before. So that'd be top one. Yeah. Because I'm just thinking of the NFL. That means they have to NFL. lead the conference. There's only one team that gets a bye now. Yeah, That's whoever leads I'm the just conference. trying to think who else in that conference. It was in the AFC, I think, is a little more tight. But in the NFC, I still think they can win. I'm not saying it's going to be a cakewalk. Well, we already know without previewing the other teams because we haven't gone through those yet, but last week's teams, the South, the Philadelphia Eagles are better than all those teams in the South. There you go. Um, and then we'll get to the North. And, you know, the West as well. Like this, the Philadelphia it's like the Eagles, definitely, it's, their, teams it's, before. it's their conference to lose, I would say at this point. So, yeah. So I'm still think that they can get that by. So yes, things are uh, against them a little more than last year, but I still think they're the favorites. Like their team is really good. They're dynamic. Oh, they're, they're great. They're wide running backs, maybe AJ Brown, Devonte Smith um, at, at wide receiver, the running back, they arguably improved this year. They went out and got Deandre Swift. And if he stays healthy, yeah, he's had the potential, which is the worst word in sports potential, because it means you're never reaching it. Um, but they they went out. They lost Miles Sanders to Carolina, um, which I wasn't a huge Miles Sanders fan to begin with. But they kept Kenneth Gainwell. They got DeAndre Swift, and they went out and got Rashad Penny from the Seattle Seahawks. Big old fat Penny is going to run that goal line. Those real are two, well. The, so those are the two question marks. If those two Swift and Penny can stay healthy, because Penny had a pretty bad injury, didn't he? Both of them. Both of them get hurt a lot. Yeah. So that's the thing. Now, like, they still have Boston Scott because Boston Scott's always good for a touchdown against uh They still have Boston Giants. Scott. Yep. They still got Boston Scott. He's still So there. then they can be the Giants. Just put him in. Yeah. I mean, they they don't have a flashy, super healthy run the ball um, no. 40 times a game. But I mean, they didn't need that. No, they last got time. that blue collar Philadelphia run yeah. game. Just give it to anybody. Put your head down and go. They got the offensive line. Their defensive line are stellar. Um, these guys, the it's, we do have a correction from last week when we talked about this team, though. Because we shat on a guy for quitting on his team and no one ever wanting to pick him up ever again. This Philadelphia Eagle team picked that guy up. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh. Oh, are you talking backup quarterback? I'm talking backup quarterback. Marcus Mariota is backing up Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia right now. Now, I think this is also one of those situations where if this team is going to have any success, the only time Mariota comes up is at the end of the game to just. Uh, well, that said, yeah, if it, you know, if this team is going to have ball. success, Jalen Hurts has to has to be healthy. Yeah, Marcus Mariota is not doing anything. Mar- I can also see Marcus Mariota. A lot of the times they bring these guys in, um, in the off season and give them tryouts, put them on the team as backups, and then be like, you know what, his attitude or his reputation or his basically his salary is too much for this team to handle. And they just cut him. Um, and then they'd be like, we'll just go up with the, they drafted a quarterback in the sixth round named Tanner McKee, who nobody knows about. I don't know anything about him, but they could very well just go, listen, we can just, we'll survive with Tanner McKee um, over Marcus Mariota. Cause we don't need that stigma of maybe he walks out 
or tries to take over Jalen Hurts' job. Maybe he's maybe he's got a bad attitude still from from coming over from the Falcons, but um, he could be one of those guys cut at the deadline because they got like ninety guys on the team right now. They got to bring him down to fifty three or something like that, fifty seven now, yeah. I think. Uh, I just feel like that's such a tough thing for a leadership role guy to recover from is walking away from a team. A thousand percent, one thousand yeah. percent. But I think, yeah, the Eagle, it's the Eagles division. Now their next closest competitor, which on paper is the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. You know me, I've never been a big fan of their quarterback. I don't like the Cowboys. I don't like their coach. I don't like their quarterback. Um, I don't like anyone other than CeeDee Lamb and Micah Parsons on that team. Yeah, their defense is good. I think their defense is going to carry them a lot. Yeah, they'll have to. Uh, they got one of their old quarterback uh, receiver too, didn't they? Yeah, they went out and got Brandon Brand- Cooks. Yeah, Brandon Cooks. So it's CeeDee Lamb, Brandon Cooks, and Michael Gallup. Now, here's one of the things about Brandon Cooks. Why do people still think that he is a top, like, secondary wide receiver? When has he shown in the last five years that he has the ability to be and every play threat. No, I don't think he is. Dak Prescott, he all, he's, he's, that's a high risk, high reward team. He throws a lot of interceptions. Yeah. He has some great plays, but he throws a lot of interceptions. Uh, yeah. A couple years ago, their uh, star uh, defensive back digs, give up the most yards, but get the most interceptions. He didn't have that big of a year last year. No, he kind of evened out, which is what they wanted from him to do. Um, and I think we mentioned that on our preview of this team last year was that he's going to have to give up those nine interceptions, whatever he had, um, and the touchdowns he was getting to actually be a better defensive back in terms of allowing yardage and opponents touchdowns. So he kind of yeah. evened out to to be that player, which you want. Like, I mean, yes, it's nice to have the flashy interceptions and touchdowns and stuff, but you're you're hurting your team every once in a while when you. And get I think caught. that's going to be the same thing with Dak Prescott. He's going to even out a little more, maybe a little bit less production, hopefully some less turnovers for him. Do you think this is the last year that the fans tolerate Dak Prescott as their quarterback? I don't know. They're, they're that. Um... Their fans are a different breed. They're one of those unique fan bases, which they seem like they're back in that team no matter who they got. You could just, they can market, Jerry Jones could market anybody and the fans are going to back them up. Jersey sales is going to be good. Jersey sales will be good, but like people, at <laughs> some point you want to win games and they need to win a playoff game. Yeah, they won one. They beat the Bucs. Last year. could beat the Bucs. I, but I don't trust that um, Dak Prescott, Mike McCarthy combo in high pressure situations. Well, they fired their offensive coordinator. And I don't know if fired is the right word, but he left. The guy that looked like Beavis or Butthead from uh, the Beavis and Butthead show. What was his name? He used to be a former quarterback. Anyways, he's with the Chargers now, which doesn't make me thrilled. But um, he's gone now, so there's a new offensive coordinator. Uh, maybe helps or hurts or does even out Dak to what you were saying earlier. But there's also a massive person with a big name that's missing from this roster. Um, that's the running back. Ezekiel Elliott. Tony Pollard has taken over. He's now the starting running back, uh, backed up by Malik Davis and rookie Deuce Vaughn, who's been showing some cool things during um, um, training camp. So through that team, I mean, Tony Pollard is great. Zeke gone saves just money. He's not with a team right now, which again goes back to the whole running back situation we talked about last week. But the Cowboys, again, I same old Cowboys. If you ask me, so explain this to me, Dalvin cook versus Ezekiel Elliott. Obviously cook's production has been a little bit better last year, but in terms of contracts is Ezekiel's contract, a big barrier for him getting picked up. I think they both want around $10 million or more. Right. So I don't know who's going to give them that um, $10 million is a lot for a running back, which we talked about last week, but I also don't know. We're getting close to the start of the season. Like we're five weeks out. They're already doing preseason games. You think you'd want to get guys in there that are a going to know the zone blocking schemes and their man blocking pickups and like blitz pickups and um, hot routes and all that stuff as a running back. Um, you'd think you'd want guys like Dalvin and Zeke to be on those teams already, but they're unsigned. Um, there's a couple of notes unsigned right now. Same as uh, Kareem Hunt. But I, again, the price tag that comes with that is is a lot of money for a guy that's good wear and tear on them. I think Dalvin's a much better player than Zeke is. Uh, absolutely. I agree. I think he's the most coveted running back out there right now, for sure. Yeah. Without yeah. a doubt. 
Yeah, I, I think uh, Dallas's production drops a little bit from last year. I think so too. I'm not sure if they make the playoffs this year. And there's another team in this division that made the playoffs last year that could win more games than the Cowboys. And I'm talking about the Brian Dable led New York Giants, brand new contract for Daniel Jones. Um, Saquon Barkley wasn't going to play on the franchise tag. So he instead, instead of signing a, a 10 year, 10 million one year contract franchised, he signed a one year, $11 million contract. Um, again, we talked about his situation last week. Wide receivers aren't great. Darius Slayton, Paris Campbell, Isaiah Washington. Do you believe in Daniel Jones? And then we're going to get into. No, I, okay, I do wow. not. I think he overperformed. I think he could replicate his production from last year. But I think it, when we saw Isn't him. Isn't that all you want? Eagles, sorry? Isn't that all no, you want? You want him to go. He They need to go beyond that because we saw them in the playoffs last year against the Eagles. They're, he's not, they're not getting over that hump. This is his fifth year, I believe, in the NFL. Um, with this team, it was a contract year last year. Uh, so a lot of there's this thing about contract years is when you perform your best is in your contract year, because you're obviously paying for the rest of like, you're playing for the rest of your life. You're either going to play really, really well and get a huge contract, or you're going to be crappy, not go anywhere, or you're going to be subpar. And then you're playing for six years on a contract that you may or may not be worth. Um, now he may or may not be worth the big contract he got, but in his head, he did what he needed to do to get the four or five year contract he got. Now, I think that he's better than, I think he's top 15 quarterback in the league, maybe. Sure. But that's all you got to be, isn't it? Like you just have to be a guy that doesn't yeah. make mistakes a lot. That's all you got to be. I just, I don't think that's enough to get you. Are we talking about getting to the playoffs? Yeah, I think he can get them to the playoffs. Isn't can that what you want? Anywhere. That, that, that's all you're shooting for. Yeah. Who would you rather have, Dak Prescott, Daniel Jones? I think I take Prescott. I think I take Daniel Jones because I know what Prescott gives me. He gives me a great regular season. That's it. Daniel Jones, we have only one playoff appearance from him, and we can see what he, he has more upside. I think Dax is maxed out, he's at the ceiling. He's at his ceiling right now. And I think that he needs to do well this year to prove that he is a, a premier quarterback in the league. People are going to call him one because he plays for the Cowboys. If if Prescott played for any other team, they'd be drafting his backup to take over last year. Yeah, that's what I was saying earlier. The, the Cowboys, they'll market it, the shit out of their players and keep the fans hyped on it. I, I don't think either one of the guys is the man. I think they're all going to be in awe of how good Jalen Hurts is in that division. Well, yeah, Jalen Hurts is by far the best quarterback in this division. Yeah, and I, I think they all – I just don't think either one of those two is guys. Now, having said all this, somehow last year, because the NFC isn't as uh, strong as the AFC, there was a point where potentially all four teams of that division could have made the playoffs, and three of them did. Yeah. No, this was a tough so, division last year. As much as we're shit talking these guys within that division. Well, they win ugly. They're winning ugly. All these well, teams that's, that's except a, for Philadelphia. That's, that's win all you got to do. Yeah. No, you just have to win. Doesn't matter. You do it. Doesn't matter yeah. who the prettiest person is. Um, as long as you get winning numbers, that's all that matters. They did bring in one big name, the New York Giants. For the tight um, end position. Tight end position. Former Raider, Darren Waller. Uh, great tight end. Yeah, I mean, I with the wide receivers that, they got, they're going to need him, right? Absolutely, they're going to need him. He yeah. is a good receiver. You know, he's no Travis Kelsey, but he's he's still a good receiver. Yep. He's got to be top five in the NFL, top four maybe. He was at one point, he was the next Travis Kelsey. He was supposed to be the guy, and yeah. he had a little bit of I think of he had some injury issues, did he not? He did, yeah. Yeah. He did. Which I think it's a great story because I think he was also like a rehab drug addict guy who was no he's hope. I think, he, I think he was and managed alcoholic. to turn it all around, right? I don't know if he was a drug addict, but I think he was an alcoholic. But yeah, well, I, he I stopped think drinking. He stopped, either way, he's in. He was been in recovery for a while. Yeah. Um, and completely transformed his career. Um, and and again, like I think it's a good pickup to have a tight end because you want the guys that can get open in space, find the space quickly. They also made this team better by letting loose, cutting one of the guys they had signed on a big contract. Kenny Galladay is no longer with the New York Giants. 
Um, Did he get picked up? No, he's a free agent still. What a story for Kenny Galladay. Um, amazing in Detroit. Great player. Cashed Patricia, out big time. Cashed out big time with the Giants and delivered maybe one touchdown over three years. Yeah. Um, okay, last team here. The last team. The Washington this football is, team, a.k.a. the Commanders, a.k.a. We don't know what the new ownership's going to name them. Now owned by Magic Johnson and his team. Um, Dan Snyder is no longer there. He uh, owned the team for 24 seasons. And during those 24 seasons, they had 27 different starting quarterbacks. That is wild. Where does uh, where does that rank against the Browns, I wonder? That's a good question. We'll do that. We'll have that when we do the Cleveland Browns. Um, we'll what happened that intern from last up. week? <laughs> he got fired. He didn't come back. <laughs> he, got, he got fired. I wasn't paying him. Did you pay him? I don't get paid myself. There was a I rumor on the internet pay. that we were paying him with fast food and burgers, but that wasn't true. We weren't even giving him that, so he walked. Yeah. He walked away. Um, that is in. I think you. Should, I think you should leave reference if uh, no one got that. Okay, so their best player, Terry McLaurin, their wide receiver, entering his fifth season. He has twenty-one career touchdowns. Thrown by seven seven different quarterbacks, he's played games with ten different starting quarterbacks in five seasons. Like now, they've drafted last year, not this year. Sam Howell, he was taken uh, in the fifth round by Washington, second year QB. He is their starter. Sam Howell is the resurrection piece of the Washington Commanders. Do you believe in him or not? I I don't know anything about him. Nobody I can't does. tell you a single thing about the guy, so I'm not going to say anything. All I can say is that this is definitely a rebuild year. Just the whole organizational change, I think that's going to have a big impact. Yeah. You know, the, the whole culture is going to shift, right? Things, yeah. have, you know, all the, the broken machines, the broken state, you know, we had the, the bleachers falling apart there. What yep. was the story of the Dallas Cowboys had to bring their own heated bench during the winter games because nothing worked over there. Um, trades people weren't getting paid for the, you know, the stories like that are like yeah, um, a lot of suppliers weren't getting paid. So I think it's going to be such a cultural shift there that it's, it's going to take, take a season yeah. to not just affect the on-field product, but just the organization as a whole before they start getting everything in order to start becoming a, you know, a, a healthy, non-toxic franchise. Well, even like you said, like the culture is going to change because the ownership changed and Usually when you bring in a new owner, I think we talked about this last week, you bring in a new owner, you want your guys. So you're going to want your own general manager. You're going to want your own head coach. So Ron Rivera might be on the way out soon, depending on how they feel about him. And then that head coach is going to want his own quarterback. He's going to want his own team, his own offensive line, his own way of running things. So this could be one of those, we have a new owner. So this year, maybe you get a little bit of a boost in confidence and how things are working. Like maybe you see that, improvement from last year being like hey we're not really tiptoeing around the facilities anymore like oh did you guys notice that they fixed the shower stalls or did you guys notice that it's like warmer in here or nicer in here so it might be a little bit more comfort level for the team this year that gives them maybe a boost but you're still your quarterback is sam howell they did bring in jacoby Brissett to back him up did you did you see the footage of the lineups for the fans to go see uh training yeah so they got the fan support. I don't think there's an issue there. I think the fans, fans are excited are back. for the change. Fans are back. Yeah, I don't know if the fans ever really left, did they? I think they're just... Well, once they of... had all that poop dumped on them, I think some of them left. <laughs> <laughs> I think some of them left. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think it's going to be a change for the organization this year, which is just inevitable. Yeah. But their coach also, I don't know if he'll survive. Well, that's the thing, right? Because... Once you once you have one year of watching as a new owner, you're like, okay, I want to I want to make changes here. We can't have the same yeah. product. We need to make things flashy again. We we might rebrand, which you mentioned. I th- I think the name changes. I personally think the name changes. I think so. Too. I even saw a petition organized to get the old name back. I don't think that'll actually go just because the whole corporate uh, sponsorship thing and the affiliation with anything that could be kind of you know looked upon negatively. Yeah, well, it's just I mean I don't think you like I don't think that the NFL would even allow that to happen. No, I, I don't think that will happen, but I just, it just goes to show that they're the fans are looking for a name change. And I think that the team might respond to that to just not go with the Washington football team to the commanders to, you know? Yeah, I agree. 
Um, I can see like a complete rebrand. Just get rid of the past of you know the and, the old owner. Exactly. Like they'll try to they'll try to make a brand new team. It'll be the Washington something with a new head coach, new GM, new quarterback, maybe new colors. Um, they could I, I they feel could like colors, rebrand. They don't want to change, do they? Well, I mean, if you're gonna change everything, and you got something cooler, why not? And then you could have yeah. a throwback every every year. Play, but two they're a games pretty historic the team, right? I think they've always kind of maintained. Yeah, those but colors. that history is not great, right? Yeah. It's not great. Um, um, what happened to our guy uh, Chase Young? Because I feel like he's not. Kind of he a, got so he had a great rookie year and then and then he got hurt and he just kind of hasn't been himself ever again like he hasn't come back to the point where he was the second overall pick um like he's still on the team um it's his third year in the league I think he was drafted in 2020 he could be comeback player of the year if he if he could still if he's still able to um qualify for it this year like because the guy he once was was fierce, and I don't know what's left of him. Yeah, I was thinking, like, is this guy going to get cut? Is he? No, I don't know if he'll get cut because I think he's still. They got another guy, contract. kind of. I think he's still in his rookie contract. The defense isn't bad here. That's kind of what holds them together. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I don't know what's gonna. It's it'll be an interesting year for the Washington Commanders. I mean, they still have good running backs. Brian Robinson's back. Um, Antonio Gibson is still there. Like they're not too bad. They brought a new offensive coordinator in, um, and they got a good one. Eric Bieniemy from the Kansas City Chiefs left his offensive coordinator position at Kansas City Chiefs to take the offensive coordinator position at the Washington Commanders. My belief as to why he might have done this again, this is just my opinion. He was he kept getting jobs as a head coach, or sorry, kept getting interviews as a head coach, but never getting jobs. This might be one of those things where they think that um, the head coach over at Kansas City, which we'll talk about when we do his previews, um, only because I'm forgetting his name on the top of my list. Let, Andy Reid. Andy Reid. Uh, Andy Reid was doing all the work and kind of, I think people overlooked Eric Bieniemy. So he said, hey, well, why don't I go to Washington? You guys can see what I'm capable of there. And then maybe he gets a head coaching job. Smart move if you want that head coaching job, or else you're just going to be stuck as an offensive coordinator for Andy Reid the entire time. Um, you'd have to basically wait for him to retire and then try to get the Kansas City head coaching job. Anything to that? Anything to say to that? No, that's the uh, the politics of uh, promotions, right? You got to play the game. Got to play the game. Yeah. Uh, okay, those are all the teams, man. We did it. So in this uh, division, worst first. No. The commanders don't have it. I think it's I think it's a guarantee that the Eagles are first in this division. Yeah. I don't see the commanders taking it. I don't think. Yeah, well, I don't see the commanders, the Giants, or the Cowboys taking it. So that only leaves four uh four divisions left. So I'm gonna go worst first because somebody always goes worst to work first. I think it's the Jets. Oh, fair enough, yeah. First place. It's the Jets we're talking about. They're gonna go fourth to first. Well, enough. they could. I think if anyone could. I'm not saying they are because I still think the Dolphins and Bills are, are going to win that division. But the Jets have they the ability to do it. They just dropped a third. They just dropped a third. Thought we were talking about potential. You want me to choose an actual team that's going to do it? Some team does. All I'm saying is a team does it every year. No. Okay, so wait. Am I supposed to pick a team that? Well, might... no, we haven't crossed them yet. So you just got you got four more divisions to to find that team. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and then we'll, when we do our our prediction episode that's when i that's when we can both do it yes we can both do it we're both just gonna pick the jets i'm not picking the jets absolutely not taking the jets do you already know who you're taking no i gotta look at the other teams (laughs) (laughs) it's gotta be somebody though we both have to choose somebody ah i mean what's the uh you don't have to choose now you don't have to choose now i'm taking the afc north pittsburgh Well, we'll get to them because um, actually we're going to do the North last because that's that, that's my jam. Um, yeah. So we'll always do them last in the previews. So next week, um, if you still want to listen to us, it'll be the Thursday again. And we will be doing the AFC and NFC West divisions. We are both West Coast guys. So um, well, we're both originally from back East. No, I know, but we're West Coast guys now. Okay, everybody, thank you for listening. We'll be back next week.
Running Down the Clock is brought to you by the Ordinary Podcast Network and is every Thursday running until the week after the Super Bowl. We hope you enjoyed enough to subscribe and tune in again next week.